It's showtime. Do you want to thank you for coming all the way up here to see me? That's a tale that is You got to have two things to win. You got to have brains and you got to have balls. Now, you got too much of one and not enough of the other. Hello and welcome to Flick City, the official podcast of the real movie capital of the world. My name is Mayor Eric Halloween. And my name is Mayor Jeremy the Butcher. Yes. The the Jeremy the Butcher uh, name applies even more so in this episode, Jeremy, because we're doing, we're talking Scorsese in this one. Oh yeah, absolutely, baby. And uh, Jeremy the Butcher is, of course, the reference to the uh, main character in um, New York, New York. Uh-huh, yeah. Who is a butcher mm-hmm. who sings <laughs> songs. <laughs> yes, absolutely, that's what it's referring to. Uh, so we are... Well, first of all, happy September. Oh, my man. Are you getting spooky over there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm getting spooky. You know how, like, that's that's my thing. I, like, just I came up the, with the word September recently. I love it. Uh, and if that already exists somewhere, don't tell me about it. I, I like to, I'd like to have just this one little victory in yeah, my life. Yeah, sure. And uh, I've been saying it. That's, like, my go-to thing now. I say it, and, and, and everyone's like, oh, huh, that's kind of funny. You know, like it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're, uh, you know, you, you know, there's people that will just like say like the same, it's like when people say Tarjay, you know? Oh yeah. There are people who say Tarjay and think it's the funniest thing in the world. Or Jack September. in the crack. Wait, Jack in the crack? Yeah, Jack in the crack. What is that? That's what my dad called Jack in the Box. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, definitely a less appealing, uh, <laughs> only slightly less appealing uh, restaurant name. Right, right. You definitely say. don't want to go there. Yeah. Uh, September. We're we're having a good time over here. Uh, we're gonna have to start talking about some horror movies soon, Jeremy. Um, I can't wait. We are, we are already uh, getting that conversation started on the uh, the Patreon over at patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. $5 a month gets you in. Uh, you get to become a member of Flick City, and uh, you get access to all of our bonus episodes. And uh, right now we're starting our summer horror series, and then we'll be going into just regular uh, horror for, for the Halloween month. So... Uh, we are taking listener requests for this one, as usual, uh, but we are also, uh, what are we covering this week? Summer of 84. 84. Yeah, yes. a delightful, kind of smaller summer horror movie. Um, yeah, not too shabby. Yeah, yeah, uh, not not a big, you know, not a big blockbuster. I don't even know if this thing got a uh, theatrical release, but nonetheless, uh, uh, kind of a, a, a little fun one. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
Um, so check it out, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy, all sorts of, you know, bonus uh, content. And for every one of these, we do one of those. I'll put it that way. Yeah, one so. for them, one for us, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Jeremy, uh, we are... Before, so today we're going to be ranking uh, our top five Scorsese movies, uh, and we have uh, just finished watching all of the Scorseses in order, uh, and we, uh, I'm excited, excited to hear your list. Me too, and and you know we're we're anxiously awaiting Flowers of the Killer Moon, which could be on this very list, but we haven't seen it as of this recording. Yes. Um my my one prediction is that Hugo is Jeremy's number number 1. Yeah, and my prediction is that uh Hugo is Eric's number 1. Yeah. Huh. This it's not going to be very exciting cuz <laughs> we've already given away. <laughs> um but before that Jeremy, we've got a couple of bits of uh, you know, news items that I'd love to cover with you. Uh have you heard about Agro Adrift, or wait, Agro Drift. Yes, I have heard of this. Um, I'm, but I, I maybe have just read like one little article about it. What have you heard more about this movie? Uh, well, it was just uh, recently premiered at the uh, Venice International Film Festival, mm-hmm. September second. Uh, it's also screened at a couple other places. Uh, as with most Harmony Korean mu- movies. Mm-hmm. Divided. People are divided. People uh, don't know what to make of this. To make of this thing, it is uh, for those who are not aware. It is the. Uh, it is a film that uh, I think, like from what I understand, Harmony Korine was trying to. This is like his interpretation of like a video game as a movie. <laughs> um, it's shot. It's. I think it follows a hitman on his last uh, job something to that effect and it's shot entirely in with an infrared camera camera yeah so right. and it's starring Travis Scott <laughs> yeah uh it sounds awesome I, I I I'm excited to see it I, I gotta say like check out the I would recommend checking out the trailer uh it's interesting I'm wondering uh if I will uh, get sick of the infrared. <laughs> oh, the infrared camera after I, a while. I, I mean, I've seen the trailer and clips from it, and I get sick of it after watching two minutes <laughs> of the trailer. But you know, that being said, Harmony Korine is the goat. So oh, yeah. we love we love when he makes his weird, stupid freak stuff. But um, it's to taste, right? Like I've I've still yet to see Trash Humpers, but. Uh, I feel like this movie is a lot like that where it's like, like he even says, I'm on the Wikipedia. He says like, I'm excited. I've never made anything like it. I was trying not to make a movie. (laughs) (laughs) So it won't, it'll probably be more of an experience than a movie. This seems like one that you want to like kind of do maybe some mushrooms and then like check it out. Like it seems like it could be a really cool visual experience. Sure. Take it. Yeah. Dayquil and Nyquil at the same time. Yep. Uh huh. So you're just, you're just quilled. Basically. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but you know, people love this guy Harmony Korine. I love this guy. He's he's a he's a real he's a real freak. I mean, it would be a disappointment uh, at this point for me if he just released like a movie that was just 
conventional. That's you know? how I felt about Beach Bum. Like I liked Beach Bum, okay, but it felt it almost is a like, little too close yeah. to that. Yeah, I yeah, I mean it's weird for sure. It's got a weird structure, but it did feel a little like okay, these are just scenes. <laughs> um, I want, I you want something weird. If you don't uh, know what infrared uh, cameras are, I, my understanding is it it it, it picks up um, heat basically, like the heat on the surface of things. So, uh, so I guess the colors are dictated by like the temperature of the things in the frame. I don't. I could be totally off on right. that, but uh, it 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 looks insane. It. it it kind of looks like a filter that I used to use all the time in the, uh, I think it was called Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, sure. I made uh, like skate videos when I was a, a, a in, in middle school. Hell and I would yeah. like put on that like, I think it was called the threshold filter or oh, something. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Get some word art thing. in yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, throw it in Microsoft Paint, see what you can get done. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, that is uh, Agro Drift. Worth noting if you're looking this up. D R one F T is how Drift is spelled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy, I'm sick of uh, I'm sick and tired of all of these E T deniers out here. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's people out here. Listen. Guys like us, we've been we've been out here in the trenches, uh, <laughs> speaking the truth about ET's existence out there in the world, in the right. universe. Right. And people, I mean, no matter how much evidence you bring to these people, they're they're just going to deny it. There's a bunch of contrarians out there are saying yeah. uh, ET never existed. Right. Right. Listen, I got a guy in Mexico who has proof. Okay. You, this have is you heard of this? Okay, there is a, uh, hmm, let me see, uh, let me see, look up uh, Mexico aliens or something. Okay. It'll, it'll be, okay. uh, doing it, doing you'll it. be able to see a picture of this uh, of this little guy. Actually, I think there's two of them. So there is this uh, uh, alien or like UFO uh, guy. Oh, wow. In, who brought uh, two mummified remains of uh, ET-like aliens uh, to... I guess the the Mexico, uh, I don't know. What did you? What did you? Supreme Court or something? Yeah, it says the Mexican the, Congress holds hearing Mexican on UFOs Congress. featuring purported alien bodies. Oh, that is crazy! And uh, look, a I've been this is what I've been saying the whole time is ET is out there. The Spielberg movie is a documentary. People need to wise up. But yeah. uh, B, it also got me thinking, what are some, and, and you know, this is kind of off the, it's going to be off the dome a little bit, kind of throwing this at you, Jeremy. Well, sure. What do you think would be, uh, what are some uh, cre- creatures in movies that you would love to, to, to find out are real? Oh, that is a good question. Huh. Well, immediately my brain is going to a million horror movies, so none of, of them. Of course. <laughs> uh, 
That's a really good question. I guess like my brain is immediately going to like something like a Star Wars, like a like a Ewok, like a cute little teddy bear guy who just wants to chill and like rip bongs with you. Love it. Yeah, yeah Ewok's you? a good one. Ewok's a good one. I would uh Ewok uh I could I could see like domesticating Ewoks, you know? Yeah, Kevin. maybe yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, having a little like Ewok uh, servant. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like how your mind Giving immediately you. goes to what can it do for me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I would look. It, I would hate to uh, encounter him in real life. Mm-hmm. It would be kind of. It would definitely stir up the the pot. Uh, and make the news a little more exciting if there was a ch- like one Chucky out there. Oh yeah, that great. like just yeah. keeps showing up every once in a while, and no one yeah. knows like he could ju- he he could be in your home. You totally. you have no idea. Yeah, but there's and- just one loose Chucky in the world. <laughs> Unkillable loose Chucky. Yeah, I or or like I was thinking like isn't it an alien? Isn't like the Oh, the, the yeah, thing from I don't know. It, I think the thing from It is an alien, actually. Okay. And so I think that, you know, I wouldn't want to come across it, but to find out it existed would be pretty exciting. That'd be cool. It'd be pretty uh, pretty cool, I guess. Pretty scary. Pretty terrible. I keep thinking, like, gremlins would be cool, but that, that would suck, actually. Yeah. As much as I love gremlins. I love them, too, but I just don't think, I don't trust people is the problem, to not feed them after midnight. Yeah, that, and, you know, they'd probably be like, you know, there'd be like Instagram. It'd be like a TikTok challenge is what it would be, is like Mm -hmm. feeding gremlins after midnight. Yeah, to see if we can survive. (laughs) There was a funny, uh, I'm not on TikTok, but I was reading about like, do you remember the Grimace shake? Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, it was pretty recent. And, uh... There's this grimace shake where like people uh, on TikTok were started this trend where it would be videos of them like ordering the grimace shake and then drinking it, uh-huh. and then uh, the videos would would show them like dying or suffering in like horrific ways. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty funny stuff. That is good. Yeah. There's like a. There's like a. a, a I, I think the what's the genera- what's the youngest generation right now? Is that Gen Y? Oh, is there a Gen Y? Wait, Generation Y. G- Gen Z. Yeah, okay. Or is there Gen- a generation even maybe younger than Z? Uh Gen Z who were born between 95 and 2009. Yeah, Gen Z or like whoever is younger than that. Uh, my point is is that generations uh younger than ours are funnier i think oh there's undoubtedly a, yeah they like understand like subtlety and stuff in yeah. ways that we never could yeah i mean as we get older our brains deteriorate we're not as sharp as we used to be mine's just been leaking out of my ears slowly uh yeah mine's been uh doing the same thing actually yeah. it's pretty yeah it's pretty gross. so we're we're done for we're we're useless basically I feel like this podcast is more of an excuse for people to come and laugh at old people. <laughs> yeah. Do you think people are listening to the, listening to us right now and saying like, okay, boomer? Yeah. Okay, boomer. 
Way to way to not get anything. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, okay, boomer is one of those things that is like a popular saying that also is something that someone could say in King of the Hill. Yeah, totally. Also, oh, wait, uh, Boom Hauer. Bo- uh, yeah, okay, Boom Hauer. Damn it. Uh, That's there's a- funny. Also, there's um, I I grew up in Texas, and there, every year, uh, uh, Oklahoma, you know, faces off against UT Austin, and uh, and like you know, you'll be at a game or you'll see a game, and they say Boomer sooner. I think is the phrase, and I don't know what that means, but hmm. boomer sooner. People who, what is boomer? I think, well, now I'm looking it up. Okay, boomer sooner is the fight song for the University of Oklahoma. Uh, origin of the lyrics phrase boomer sooner refers to land run of 1889 in which land around the modern university was settled the so-called hmm. unassigned lands not part of any native american nation or reservation boomers were people who lobbied for lands to be opened and ranked and, and raided into them illegally before passage of indian appropriations act sooners were boomers who sneaked into the region to scout and claim prime so these are bad guys <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no matter how you swing it, boomer is a negative. You don't want to be that. No. No, not at all. Not at all. But uh you know Jeremy, we are uh and you know for our listeners, I'd love love to reassure you that uh Jeremy and I, despite how we might sound, we're both uh thriving uh young gentlemen in our <laughs> early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Jeremy, that's all the flick news we got for you, uh, today. So, you know, like I, I said, I love this segment. Flick news is working for me. It's good stuff. Flick news. It's kind of like, I would love for someone to make a logo that is just like a ripoff of the Nick news logo from mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone could do that, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. So we are, uh, like I said, Jeremy and I have uh we've been doing this pod for a while. Uh Flick City is sort of the This is the uh this is this is what the show has become. It is the evolution of us uh doing podcasts covering different uh directors and yes. actors and stuff like that and one of those directors is Martin Scorsese. And yeah. we have watched uh every Scorsese movie known to man. And uh, you can go back and listen to every an episode on every one. And uh, I'm trying to think if there's one that was that like was bad. I was I was looking at his filmography today, and I was like, are any of these really like bad movies? And I guess the only one that I thought of is Box Boxcar Bertha. Kind of sucks. Oh yeah, Boxcar Bertha is just. It's interesting. It's more for like if you're a diehard Scorsese fan and you need to watch yeah. all of them. Completest, uh, yeah, completest, and and because you see early little things in there, and I think Barbara Hershey is the lead, and she ends up in, I think he might have even had a relationship with her after, but I do think like there are ones that I won't be revisiting anytime soon, 
like uh, Kundun, for example, probably won't be re- revisiting anytime soon. Uh, pretty slow-paced film. I think Hugo is another one that I'm not excited to to revisit soon. But for the most part, I mean, it's it's rare that he misses, you know? Yes, agreed. Um, so before we get started, and uh, Jeremy, here's here's something to think about. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to uh, to also have like a like a wild card pick, like sort of like uh, the premise being the Scorsese movie that you hadn't seen that oh, we watched great. that surprised oh, you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so we're going to be doing our top five. Before I do that, I want to... Um, so this is from Variety, web- the website. Uh, I was this, just looking at this. Yeah. This the is list. their top five. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, first of all, number five, The Age of Innocence. Are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah, right. <laughs> it ranks higher than uh, Taxi Driver, I believe. I think Taxi Driver's number yeah, six. Yeah, and yeah. like Wolf of Wall Street and totally. many others. Uh, number four, The Departed. Okay. Sure, sure. Three, Goodfellas. Sure, sure. Two, Raging Bull. Course, okay, I guess these number all Number one sense. is crazy, though. <laughs> silence. Yeah, <laughs> 2016's yeah. Silence. Yeah. I agree. Wow. It is a it is an underrated movie in his filmography. Sure. But it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not in my top five. I can tell you that right now. No, and I think it's worth noting that um, these stupid websites um they get more engagement if their lists suck and are <laughs> controversial so uh but, uh, but on the man. flip side on the flip side it is like i'll look, i'm telling you right now my list is boring <laughs> it's a it's it is so because i really do think like he's a director where like his best work is is truly the work that's been celebrated the most in, in some cases. So, uh, you know, I, it, I think you'll have a more interesting list than I will, but, uh, but like, I think these lists are trying to make their list a little interesting. They're trying to, well, here's the, flavor. here's the question is, uh, should we be ranking these based on what we think are technically the best movies or our favorite? Cause I, I was favorite. doing, okay. That's what I was doing too. Yeah, I think I think favorite, and I I just still think that my favorites are boring. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, would you like to go first? I would love to go first, and Eric, I'm not going to lie to you. I am changing my number five right now on the fly. Love it. Uh, this is a movie I I I didn't tell you about, but I did revisit it recently. Uh, I went over to a friend of the show, Ravi Kieran's home, and we screened uh, it in beautiful 4K off of a brand new Criterion release. This is the film After Hours. Love it. That is my number five. I I had, I won't tell you what I had, so it'll be a surprise as we go. But I okay. I think After Hours is, it is, an, it is undoubtedly an underrated film of his. I'll say it's probably the most interesting of the movies I have on my list. Um, but it is undeniably just a great just a great time at the movies. I don't know how else to say it. It is it is probably of all the movies on my list the most fun. Gotcha. Love it. Yeah. 
What about you? Number five. Number five. Uh, my number five is going to be the last waltz. Oh, frick! I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> that might have made it, but I, I I forgot I forgot about his documentaries. Ooh. Yeah. So I I will say that. Uh, before going through my whole list, uh, I, I should add the caveat that uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, biopics or uh, like, um, I'll call them dude movies. Here's, okay. here's what I mean by a dude movie. It, maybe I'll, I'll list a couple of dude movies for you in, in the okay. Scorsese filmography to get an idea of what I mean. Great. A dude movie for to me is like a raging bull or a uh, a wolf uh, of Wall Street wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, it's like a dude movie. So absolutely, not saying there aren't any of those on my list. I'm just you know, yeah, throwing that out there. I will, uh, I will say that almost every movie on my list is a dude movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. I mean, the last waltz. Besides Joni Mitchell, it's a bunch of dudes. Kind of a dude movie, but a concert film. Which is a great a great number five spot, I think. Yes, uh, Jeremy, number yes. four. Number four is uh, I'll. S- this isn't my wild card pick, but it could have been in that I I saw this movie pretty recently. Uh, for I watched it for the podcast. It was a big blind spot of mine. It is the movie Casino. Uh, Casino is my number four. I think that this movie gets very close to another movie that was made in a similar time frame, and a lot of people think is very similar to this movie, but I really think it it, it is a whole different experience, and you know, De Niro and Pesci are obviously great, but I want to shout out Sharon Stone as being like, my favorite person to watch in this movie. I just think her performance is unreal. So, Casino, my number four. Love it. Jeremy, this is going to blow your mind. Uh-oh. Number four, Casino. Woo! <laughs> that I think that Casino is... Uh, this will give away a little bit, spoil a little bit of the rest of my list, maybe. Totally. But, in my uh, opinion, best uh, mafia slash yeah, best mafia movie by mm-hmm. Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Um, love it, love yeah. Casino. It's uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's I I also get the feeling that it's because you were talking about Goodfellas, right? In, yes, yes. It it, yeah. it gets compared to Goodfellas a lot. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I could see why it's to me though. I don't know. They're they're like two completely different flavors of like you know the same. It's like they're both uh, freaking uh, vanilla ice cream, but mm-hmm. uh, Casino mm-hmm. is like a, a French vanilla. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, okay, cool. Well, uh, number three. Number three for me is Goodfellas, actually. And I think what edges Goodfellas, what edges Casino out for me is just like, I don't know what it is, but I think it's a particular flavor of storytelling and like sort of the way that, the, the way that Goodfellas rolls out. I mean, and I think I just am 
have seen it more in my life and have grown to love it more. And I'll say this too. Goodfellas wasn't probably a movie that I would consider one of my favorites until we did it for the podcast. And I rewatched it. I think it was last year. And wow, we, that was a, it was a particularly good screening. I think I had a nice cocktail and some good food and was just really enjoyed my last time with Goodfellas. And I think I finally got it, got what everyone else sees in the movie. And yeah, it's a little like, like you said, dude movie, you know, the posters sold at Hot Topic. It's a little, you know, this is a very popular movie that a lot of men really like, but I think. I think there's something in, I think there's a big, a good reason for that. I think there's something in here that really is, uh, that's saying something about men in general. And I don't think it's very, I don't think it's, it's saying something nice about men. I think it's kind of detailing something divisive. Anyway, Goodfellas is my number three though. I do, I do, I do love it. Love it. Uh, Jeremy, this is, uh, number three, um, I don't know. I I really like this list is truly I my, my basis for this list is like mostly like what is the most like rewatchable to me? Like what do I like when I'm yeah. w- looking through all these Scorsese movies that I just watched? Yeah. Uh in sequential order, what am I most excited to to see again? That's great. Uh number 3, a little bit of a wild card here, but a uh, Rolling Thunder review. Oh, great choice. Great choice. Yeah. And uh, I've been meaning to bring this up for a while now. A, a friend of mine sent me an article. So we, when we did our episode on Rolling Thunder Review, we took everything in that uh, documentary at face value. And in fact, uh, a good deal of the of stuff in that documentary is like uh, not true or fabricated it's like fabricated a yeah sure y- yeah like dylan was having people uh it says in this rolling stone article he said he's he's in a documentary that occasionally takes wild deviations from the truth by utilizing actors to tell tales about the tour so like for example there's a whole thing in the documentary about how like dylan was inspired by a kiss concert uh-huh, uh, which right, right. that never happened. He was never at a Kiss concert <laughs> in Queens. Um, yeah, there's like teenage Sharon Stone. What didn't join the Rolling Thunder review? Like, there's a, there's a whole list of. Uh, right. And after I read that, I went back and I started watching you know clips from the documentary again, and it just, it made me love it more. You know what uh-huh. I mean? I just I was like, it's like someone pulled a uh, pulls a good prank on you, and you know maybe you're a little embarrassed at first but then you, you realize hey it was kind of funny i didn't it's, realize that that whoopee cushion was there it's 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 really great and i think that you know us talking about it seriously as it again you know not knowing that is cool like it's like we are really captivated by the story that they're telling in the movie in such a way that you know, it, I mean, I would also argue that, that, that it would be the same thing if, if we watched a Herzog documentary and we're talking about it afterwards. Like, I mean, he fabricates a lot that goes into his documentaries as well. And I, and I, and I think that's great. I think that's cool. I think, it, I think you know, just telling a, a story that's really compelling and using nonfiction and, like, kind of oscillating between nonfiction and fiction is it's really fun. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah. Well, Jeremy, uh, I mean, I'm sure you're just going to say, uh, Alice doesn't live here anymore, but let's hear it. What's your, what's your number two? <laughs> My number two is actually raging bull. Uh, nice. raging bull. I, I know. I, look, you're like, you, what you I say. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to disparage. I'm not no, saying there's I, anything wrong with a dude movie. I'm just saying I it's totally, not, I get yeah. what you're saying and I totally understand if, I would guess this is a lot of this is a movie that a lot of people wouldn't want to just turn on any old night of the week, you know? Like it's a heavy movie, it's a long movie, but I just love it. I don't know what I think it's the black and white. I think it's just the the score is so good for it. I just I love the performances. Yeah, I got I got 3 De Niro Pesci's in a row on my list and and honestly, it's Again, it's 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 sort of like a Goodfellas or a Casino, where it's telling this story about men and and, the, and how how just like unchecked power, you know, men will will, will take that and, and sort of destroy their lives with it. But anyways, Raging Bull's my number two. It it, it it's that good. I I also own it on uh, the Criterion Collection copy of it. Beautiful 4K version of Raging Bull just a a true a true masterpiece anyway love it love it uh number two for me uh the king of comedy is one that i i also hadn't even seen before this um and it kind of blew my mind it was one of those where i was like how have i not seen this movie sooner if i had i it would probably be one that i throw on every couple years or whatever um yeah, just totally uh, surprised by because I, you know, I, I'm sure li- longtime listeners are, can probably guess what my number one is at this point. I'm not going to say what it is, I, but I know uh, what it is. <laughs> this is my kind of. I mean, this well, is my kind of Scorsese. Like I, right I feel here. like I know what this one's going to be too. Your number two, but go on. King of Comedy. So I said. Oh, you said it already. Never mind. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I I was going to guess bringing out the dead. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Comedy no. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure I'll, I won't say it officially, but I'm sure everyone knows that, uh, you know, my number one is going to be, uh, what's it called? Hugo, but Hugo. Yeah. You know, go ahead. Go uh, ahead with your number one. King, ones King of comedy, by the way, is one that I had seen before and like is a masterpiece as well. Love it. Um, uh, now my number one is Taxi Driver. I think Taxi nice. Driver is the first Scorsese movie I ever saw, and it lives in my mind as as I think I think it might be the best movie of the seventies. I think it, and the seventies is a decade I love. Like, uh, so yeah, it it is probably up there in some in my maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it just looks amazing and feels amazing i love albert brooks in the movie uh yeah it's just got a great it's just kind of a great great time all around yeah don't know what else to say it's top notch top notch yeah cinema history yeah uh my numero uno we all know it it's after hours it's my favorite i just uh i just like it more and more um the the thing that made me uh the one thing i had never seen before 
that was one of my favorites was uh i think it's was it, was it called new york stories there is a uh his oh, short yeah. film mm-hmm. the Nick Nolte thing yeah. like remind it's very after hours ish yeah isn't the lead actress in it from after hours as well good question isn't um, it isn't it the first perhaps. woman he meets that ODs in after hours oh yeah rosanna arquette yeah, yeah rosanna yeah, yeah. arquette yeah um, yes, but anyway, uh, after hours, just, uh, I don't know, but perfect. It's just got everything I look for in, in a flick. I love mm-hmm. it. It's good. Wow. Also very funny. Oh yeah. Big time. It's got Cheech and Chong in it. It's hilarious. Yeah. I, every, that's, yeah, that's the one, uh, deal, uh, deal maker for me is if a movie has Cheech and Chong in it, <laughs> yeah. it's my favorite. Automatically. It's your favorite immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Are we gonna do a wild card pick? Yeah. It was a yeah. movie that surprised you? I will say that um, my my uh, the, the film that I kind of wanted to wedge in here that I wasn't able to was The Irishman. Mm. I think that that is kind of a wild card pick because I don't think that first of all I don't think it's been out long enough for people to consider it one of his great works but i do think it is one of his great works i think it, it is really it, it, it is really good it's hard for me to like going into it it was hard for me to detach from that idea so i i like a lot of like musicians singers from like the 70s and 60s and stuff right. and so i end up listening like i'll listen to like all of the you know bob dylan or albums even right. even now oh, yeah. uh and and you just your expectations get they just drop a little bit because they just they're not as physically uh Able capable to, yeah, you know right, yeah. and i and with the irishman going into it i kind of had that expectation of like well these a lot of these guys are pretty old uh yeah. i don't know how this is gonna be and it it rules actually it's it's really uh it's on par with uh, a lot of the other ones, you know. It it so, makes so. a really great like uh, end cap to Casino and Goodfellas and Raging Bull. I think like it it puts a nice period at the end of that sentence of like his mobster run. You know, I would even put The Departed, you know, in that too. Of like, you know, Scorsese loves to make his mob movies and this one feels like an old man dealing with old age and all the characters are dealing with the same thing and yeah i think i think it's a better film than we're currently giving it credit for i think when we're older people will look back more fondly on irishman yes yes uh once netflix uh in the future when netflix has gone out of business and sold their library to tubi yes the only The only real surviving streaming platform. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, my uh, my wild card bringing out the dead. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea what I was getting into with this movie. I think I mentioned on that episode that the cover of Bringing Out the Dead makes it look like it's going to be a vampire movie. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, yeah. I mean, if you if you haven't seen it, Nicolas Cage is a monumentally burned out Manhattan ambulance paramedic. Uh, and he's going insane uh, throughout the movies, <clears throat> throughout the movie. And it's, um, 
It's wild. It's one of those where, like, while I was watching it, I didn't realize how good I thought it was until afterwards, and I started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just there. There's not another movie you could compare this to. It's just right. Uh, really, it's good stuff. Plus, yeah, great. I ending. like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, great ending. Great, great performances by Nicolas Cage. John Goodman also has. Uh, that uses that Van Morrison song to great effect. That harmonica tune. Really. Good. What song? It's it's the TB sheets that it keeps playing. Oh, it plays anytime he's in the ambulance, pretty much. Okay. It's a great sort of vibey tune. Um. Yeah. So that is the. Uh, those are our top five. Hey, if you want us, if you want to tell us your top five. Uh, here I'll I'll do this. If if you want to tweet at us at Hubie Halloween one, your top five Scorsese movies, well, I'll read them off on the show. Why not? Yeah, that'd be great. Um. Also, if you uh, at Hubie Halloween one, also on Twitter, uh, if you uh, want to answer our question about which um, fictional creature you would love to, you know, be real. You know, yeah. Any question that we pose on this podcast, we we'd love to hear your answers. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so, Jeremy, what's your uh, credit card number? Yeah, it's six 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 four two zero sixty nine six. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so this is uh, this has been another episode of Flick City. Thank you for listening. And Norma, I'll see you in my dreams. <laughs>